Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast, where we give you our point of view. As proud members of the Trek Geeks podcast network, we're so excited to bring this show to you today. I'm Tamia Harper on hosting duty, and I'm joined by my sisters, Fran T. Hi, folks. Sabrina Wood. Hey, hey. Yvette Blackman-Tom. So welcome, welcome. Before we get into our discussion today, I want to take a moment to shout out the official sponsor of the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast, the Science Division, makers of the world's first and only app-enabled Tribble. Who else has adopted a Tribble from Science Division? I know I have. Me. I have. I know. They're super cool, right? I know. I love the little fuzzies. Little fuzzy things. I, I just I just named mine. Sabrina, you you got a name for yours? Mine is called the Tribble, the it's one and only Tribble. <laughs> the Tribble. The, the Tribble. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. But these Tribble, these Tribbles are so much fun. They have actually three modes. They can go at ease, where it trills and vibrates, just expressing its happiness at having found a forever home with you. Or it can be on duty when it actively is seeking Klingon infiltrators. It trills softly for friends and squeaks loudly when it senses a Klingon nearby. Then you can put it on Watchdog. It guards your your precious possessions like Batlist and Phasers and even those pesky comm badges because they're so hard to keep up with. So adopt your triple today at Science Division. That's sciencediv.com. Science Division. By fans for fans. Trouble's never been this fun. You want to know what the name of my triple is now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Please. Because I've been dying to tell you. I've been waiting so long to tell you guys. Tell us. It's really not that original. It's Peanut Hamper. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming. My triple just went... <laughs> right? <laughs> a noise. Just when I watch, what? Don't you name me something crazy like that, Mom? My triple was just like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Can we go float out in space now? (laughs) (laughs) So today we're here to talk about our gal, uh, Captain Michael Burnham. Uh, We have a lot to address with this woman. We love her, first of all. But, uh, and we defend her. We defend her all the time from people who have so many things to say about her. And usually they're criticizing her for doing things that are kind of exactly like the same types of things that their favorite captain, Captain Kirk, would have done. So we decided to put this into a show and say, what is it with that? Michael Burnham is kirking it up, you know, because they actually do have a lot of similarities between the two cap between between the two captains and their styles and engagement and everything. So what are we gonna do, Sabrina? We gotta We're gonna debunk that myth. Debunk that myth. <laughs> so uh, both of them are impulsive and rash. They can be. Um, both of them are pretty much smarter than the average bear. Um, and both of them can put the needs of others before their own. Uh, so I want to talk about how they're similar and uh, how they might be different. But I really want to address, like, what's up with these gatekeepers? They have so many negative things to say about Burnham. A racist. Well, that's just getting right to the point. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. We're done. See you later. <laughs> See you next week, y'all. 
<laughs> That's our show. <laughs> well, oh, boy. I don't, know. I don't know what I else to say. I think that's well, the most part because, you know, from the first trailer, people were upset about the uh, captain and her first officer were both women of color. Yep. They were really upset about that. They were complaining before the show even started. So, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure Yvette has a point there. Race yeah, while, has something to do while with. I was jumping up and down and screaming like, oh, my God, this is actually going to be a Star Trek show. There's going to be a, uh, you know, an Asian captain and a black first officer. What is happening? This is awesome. Um, everybody around me was like, what is that about? What's going on? How could that mm-hmm. be? Where I, I hate this new Star Trek. I hate it. I hate everything about it. This is not my Trek. This is not real Trek. And not putting a name to it, but they kept saying those type of things. When, of course, if it was, I think even if it was men, it probably wouldn't have been so, you know, it wouldn't be so high. It's just like, it's, it's, I can see, it it reminds me of a dog, uh, a dog trying to tear you apart, you know, like a, a, a pit bull trying to tear something apart. And it's that they, they hang, hang on to it and it just won't let go. And it, it's just some, and then it becomes really nasty, you know. And uh, it just makes me very uncomfortable talking about her sometimes because of all of the. the I, I don't even know how to explain it. Vitriol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's, a great word. It, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's horrible. It's horrible the stuff that comes out of people's mouths when they think about this character that we actually care about, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know that most of you here love her. I mean, I won't say I love her as a character, but I do think she's necessary. And I, I think she brings a lot of people joy. And why would you step step on that? That's why I think it's just racist. Mm-hmm. They're, they're feeling. And misogynistic, too. Well, that, too. I mean, because she, she brings a certain group of people a lot of joy. Why would you step on that? Right. Sabrina, what, you, what were you going to say? <laughs> Well, yeah, and I agree with Fran because a lot of this stuff started even before we saw the storyline and what was going to happen. So I personally love Cynical Martin Green, my favorite word. I love, love, love her and her portrayal as um, Michael Burnham. I do have some issues with the story, the plot, and, you know, certain things that they they chose to do with the character. And and I, I get that comparison or that complain about it but that's not what makes us crazy what makes us crazy is you know people saying it's not my star trek because i hate it and they just go off just i mean completely off now you know janeway had the same problem you know kate mulgrew had the exact same problem when that started but it and it was basically they were saying that she needed to be more like kirk and she wasn't right and she was an, an inept captain i was reading some of the earlier reviews and that show had barely taken off before, you know, everybody just went crazy about it. But here's a quote that I found in one of the uh, early responses. It was a comment to one of the early uh, articles that came out by someone that just tore the show apart. And the, the commenter, and I'm sorry, I don't have this person's name, but if you're out there and you're listening, and I know y'all. <laughs> and we know you are. <laughs> here's, your, here's your comment. He said, if Gene were alive today, he would be smacking down the bigots and misogynists who complain that Discovery is too progressive. 
not understanding how Star Trek has always been pushing social progressive boundaries. It's like going to the opera and complaining there's too much singing. <laughs> that was brilliant. Oh, yeah. That's a great analogy. Yeah. yeah. That fan has got it. It's yeah. like Star Trek has always pushed the boundaries of progressive uh, tales and stories. And, you know, so if you want to go back to a, you know, white male captain and you want to go back to the ship looking like the old TOS Star Trek and you want to go back to episodic. And, you know, you think that you're okay and you're not racist because you want to talk about somebody that's black on one side and white on the other. You got a show coming out for you. (laughs) You (laughs) You can watch it. But right now we're talking about Discovery and we're talking about how if you sit through this show, you will see that Burnham is Kirk and Kirk is Burnham. And we're going to tell you just how that happened. In, in a lot of ways. 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 In a lot of ways, not. In a lot of right. ways, not. Right, right. But in the right. ways that people complain about her, she's kirking it up. Yeah, she's yeah. kirking it up. Yep. You know, yeah, I know. They did They did sum it up quite nicely, didn't they? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, so how... Let's get into some of these, uh, some of these exploits, some of these. I mean, because I want to know, you know, if we had one of these people in front of us right now who is criticizing Michael Burnham for her actions, I would say to them, how are her actions, uh, how is Kirk's actions any different from hers? You know, let's take a few of these episodes and and look at them, you know, um, like... Um, Let's, let's start go. At the beginning. Yeah, let's start let's at the beginning. Start at the very beginning. Let's go. Let's go to the Enterprise incident, right? And uh, let's. Right. Go ahead. I, I was going to go with the Vulcan hello. Let, let, let's start right with the show that made. Oh, you start. Okay. All right. Let's go about. Let's go to made the Vulcan crazy. hello. Why is she doing? How can she do this? Oh my God! What's she going to do? How are you going to do some stuff like that? But um, you know, Kirk actually did also attempt. He did it. He did. He was going to do a first strike on some people who were trying to have a computerized war. And he decided, no, I'm going to launch the stuff and really cause some damage just so you know what this is about. I'm going to show you. And it was just like, OK, you're going to run into this country, you run into this planet. You're going to do whatever you decide you want to do. You're talking about a taste of Armageddon? Uh-huh. Talking about a taste okay. of Armageddon. And um, yeah. And it was just like, Oh my God, how could he, he's lucky he got away with it because it worked. But Burnham didn't have a chance to do what she wanted to do. And then she got court-martialed. Yeah. Yeah. The court-martialing, I mean, I know she was trying to incite mutiny. I'm just saying, like, there was so many, Kirk broke the Enterprise, like, how many times? (laughs) (laughs) And they gave him a new ship. It was like, oh, no, no slap on the wrist. It was like, oh, by the way, we got a new ship for you. <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, okay, I mean, I, that's, I know that's good writing. I know, right? <laughs> I, I know it can be debated because it, it, she actually it was a court martial offense. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I, it's just the the parody of you know uh, uh, the in. The, is not it's it's not there right it's non-existent that you know uh, that she's getting punished for a lot of things where um certain other people like kirk got away with this scot-free if you destroy someone's computer 
program so that now they are subjected to a nuclear blast. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I kind of think, yeah, that's kind of maybe a little cowboy diplomacy gone a little haywire there. But he was lucky it worked because what if it had not worked and there was a nuclear blast on that planet? He'd be sitting in the prison with, with Michael. Yeah. Do you think so, really? <laughs> I hope so. Probably not. <laughs> I would like you oh. I would yeah. hope if you started a nuclear war on another planet, <laughs> you would get put in debris at least for a couple of minutes. <laughs> Have a timeout, Mr. Kirk. Because <laughs> you're not. Yeah, that's pretty. Anymore. That's probably what he would got. Have gotten a timeout. Well, that that's the one that gets me because I just think that you know that situation was the same kind of thing that Michael was attempting to do. I agree a first strike and mm-hmm. you know she was hemmed up i mean mostly because she was not the captain when she did it which i guess is why everybody gets upset because she had a mutiny to make somebody listen to her but um you know in in walker said she was right i mean would that have stopped the klingon war i don't know would a bloody nose have stopped it maybe that according to the writers it would have i'm not <laughs> even going to debate that right right Right. How much of this do you think is just um, a difference in the storytelling styles from, I mean, how do we, because we're looking at two shows that were recorded in such different times, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Viewed, yes. The, the way we viewed stories, the way we told stories was so different. You know, is it really fair to make this the comparisons that we're making? And I mean, personally, I say yes. <laughs> you know? I think they tried their best um, at TO, with TOS. I just think uh, I think it is absolutely fair to make these comparisons. I think it's the people expecting something different. Uh, like, I, I want to know what these people were expecting altogether anyway. Like, if, if Burnham's going around kirking it up, and it's fine when Kirk does it. What do they expect from her? What do they want from her outside of what she's doing? Well, they don't see her as an equal to Kirk, first of all. No. You know, um, he's, you know, they're putting, instead of putting a Star Trek um, spin on it or looking at it through the Star Trek lens, they're looking at it through their lens of a Black woman not being equal to a white man who was portrayed as this captain and he's a, he's an icon and don't get don't get me wrong he is an icon you know right. when i think of star trek i do think of jim kirk so um she's she has a lot to live up to also um but she is one of his i mean they're only like 10 years apart from what i remember um so she's one of his contemporaries so of course she's going to have the same style as he does and i think the writers did write her in that in that fashion where she is part of that cowboy diplomacy type uh uh captain you know she goes out there she's brash uh she's really really smart well they're all really smart but you know she she but does she's what still she's smart she's smarter right. than all the, everybody else but, most but, of the time. but 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 kirk is just so, as so smart he's, yeah he's, mm-hmm. he, he was he was he was teaching at the academy when he was a lieutenant so you know he's smart also so, I mean, he just, I, I, when they become captains, they be, you, only certain people can become a captain. And that's even in our world. So they do things for the good of their, 
you know, their their people, their ship, uh, the Federation start, you know, they, they're just different types. And she is one of his contemporaries. So they all, you know, they're not Jean-Luc Picard. You know, nobody's trying to talk their way out of anything. They're going to go out oh, in a blaze of glory, right. you know, that they, they both, you know, both are going to go out, you know, shooting. They're going to go and do things, you know, at the, at the top, you know, everything's over, overblown, over dramatic, and <laughs> both of them. So, uh, Fran, you were oh, going to yeah. say something on that point about no, they're not, they're going to go out shooting. Were you going to say something? No, no, no. I, I agree with what she's saying. I, I yeah. think they're both over the top, pretty much <laughs> over the top. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, the different ways that they came into um, Starfleet has something to do with it because. Uh, Michael made Starfleet. They were Starfleet was basically her surrogate family, you mm-hmm. know, because she was orphaned, and you know, and the Vulcans kind of rejected her, and then you know, he says, "Well, I I can find a place for you," you know, the famous um, Sarek, the dad of the year. <laughs> uh, I can find a p- place for you in Star Trek, <laughs> and then she got into Star Trek, and she just like performed admirably because also in that first episode uh, uh captain Giorgio told her right there it's time for you to get your own command you know mm-hmm. you're ready it's time for you to have your own command you know and um so you know she took a detour a big detour but you know she was right up she was up there with him and they can't see you know the people who do this because for I must admit, for the most part, people are welcoming of Michael and who, who she is, but there's a strong majority, uh, uh, not strong, a loud <laughs> minority mm-hmm. who keeps doing this. Oh, well, she cries and she's not this and she's not that. She's not supposed to be. She's the captain. She was, she was, she was captain material from the beginning. So... And she does. She she's done captain stuff. She did it her way, you know. Just like um, uh, Emma Fair said, you didn't do it. You know what we thought thought that what was the right way. You did it your way, and it turned out right. Who cannot say that about Kirk? Right. He made him do it the right way, but he did it. And I think one time, and I can't, it was in a movie where he did, they destroyed the ship and he got demoted from, what, Admiral to Captain. Mm-hmm. He didn't go to the brig or anything. He just got demoted from Admiral to Captain. And he was grateful for that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, he never he saw. Was. <laughs> yeah, he never saw, he never saw, you know, the other side of that court martial desk. Except for that one yeah. time when that you know, one time, was, yeah, was this just wrong? You know, whatever it was, a, it was a frame up. But um, no, they never, they never did anything like that to him. But he was always getting, you know, Sonika was always, I mean, Michael's always getting talked to about whatever. But do you think that maybe it is also a factor of the fact, you know, a, a factor that they put her in this position of being the first officer from the get go, and they didn't give her because she isn't the captain. She's also bucking that natural problem in the writing of the show the her position as the first officer as opposed to being the captain so that if she were doing this thing these things like so she, if she had done the Vulcan uh, hello and, and was the captain she would be on par with Kirk now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, it's kind of like they wrote this in there and then I don't know if they just wanted to make all the sisters mad or what. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, they they've had that they had that whole trajectory that they wanted to show a story about somebody who wasn't a captain making their way to the captaincy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but why did it have to come <laughs> so from, I'm from so the over brig? That. From yeah. the brig to captaincy, it's my own right. part. Yeah. Right. Right. But yeah. okay. But we digress. That now it's getting into something else. We're gonna talk about how Michael <laughs> That's is a podcast as well. Is Michael. <laughs> yeah, so, but okay. I mean but they're also alike in some really kind of fun ways too, you know. Um like they're cunning that they use the guile that they use like i think sabrina you were talking about um in uh with i mud you know um both of them have their fun ways with with harry mud <laughs> with the same adversary which is even better <laughs> so you know it's the same guy <laughs> and and both of them have to get this ship back and you know, and they go through this elaborate ruse and this play acting, and they're going to just set this trap for him. But um, I, I do think the one on the original TOS was definitely more hysterical than, than the one that they do in um, Discovery. But again, it was just this cunning, guile, play acting, and they got, she's going to get that ship back. It's going to get that ship back. <laughs> I mean, Sonique will kill herself. Yeah, she several times. Her. I mean, excuse me, Burnham. <laughs> Burnham <laughs> killed herself to, you know, so that she could get him to, you know, reset the clock and everything to get the ship back. Is that self-sacrifice you know? thing? Yeah. Constant. It's a constant. Yes. That's, that's who they yeah. are. Right. But, but Kirk, as captain, also, you know, he would he would sacrifice himself. That's what I mean. They both are like yeah. that. They would they they are the, the the queen, the king and queen of self self sacrifice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are always trying to get themselves killed so they can save their uh, <laughs> <laughs> save their ship and their well, friends. You know, and and I, I remember um, uh, in the latest season of Discovery. So if you haven't watched the last season of Discovery, what was that? Um, Season three. Mm -hmm. Um, If you haven't watched season three, this is a spoiler, a little bit of a spoiler. So just jump ahead about 15 seconds and you'll be fine. Um, You know, when uh, Stamets goes off on on Burnham and has his little meltdown because she made the decision to uh, leave uh, Colbert on the on the other planet, you know, and Stamets is like, we came here for you. We all came here for you. I was like, oh my God, stop. First of all, stop being such a whiny little bee, Mm -hmm. you know, like, come on. Second of all, that woman told you repeatedly, no, you don't need to come with me. I'm fine. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I got this. I'm fine. No, no, no. Everybody wanted to come with her, you know, but I'm saying that's just illustrative of the point. Like she and, and Kirk both are like, nope, nobody else is going to be put into danger over what needs to, I know I have, I know I'm capable enough to get it done to whatever needs to be done. I know I can do it and everybody else can be safe, you know? And uh, you know, which is, which is admirable and sometimes very stupid. 
You know, <laughs> you can't mm-hmm. go around just willy-nilly sacrificing the most precious person on the ship, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that, I mean, that's my, it's not like just because they're similar that I'm like, yay, bravo, with all the bravado and everything. I, I don't necessarily agree with it all the time, but, but it exists and it's there in, in both of them. It's a trait that exists in both of them. I think it's a trait that um, probably is one of the things of a captain. You, you know, your your crew is is everything. Your ship and your crew. You're gonna you're gonna make sure that they all get out of whatever it is. Um, I think that a lot of people put it on on Michael that she's always the one that's got to do these things. But hey, that's the way they're writing this show. Um, I, I think it's good. I think that one of the things when you talk about that that scene, you know, I think it's in Search for Spock when when. Kirk says, I am going to take the ship. I've already stolen the ship. I got you guys this far. I'm going to take the ship all the way. I'm going to find Spock. I'm going to get this whole thing done. And you don't have to come with me because you're all going to lose your careers and everything's going to be horrible. And and they all say they're going to go with them. And just as you said, when Michael says she's going to go into the future and they can't come and I've got to go and I love you all. Okay, yeah, I agree. It was a long goodbye, whatever. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, that crew decides they are going to follow her. And I think that that ability to engender that kind of intense crew loyalty is something that they both have, where people will follow them to the ends of the earth. And Mm -hmm. that is something that you cannot make up. You know, you can't learn that. That's that's a true mark of a captain or a leader, Mm -hmm. which I think both of them have in spades. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. Like, that folks will follow them. Folks do defer to them. Folks will listen to what they have to say. Yeah. I think it's because the way they they portray themselves as that person that could always get it done. You know, always have their backs. So in the end, when they need somebody, their crew is going to follow them. And it goes for both of them. We've seen it time and time again. Their crew will follow them anywhere. And and they will do anything for their crew. Mm Mm-hmm. I just don't see that they're both the same people. Michael had to to prove also that she could make the hard decision because one, one of the few times I didn't like what she did was when she wouldn't shoot a home girl out of the airlock. Ariel. 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 Yeah. You know, the uh, augmented lady. Yes. And, I was like, okay, just shoot her out of the airlock, would you please? Just, you know, you can't do it. Just, you know, let her be gone and going back and forth. And doing, I'm like, oh, please, that the woman needs to go. She told you, just let her go, you know. So she had to prove, speaking of whiny little bees, that she could make the hard decision mm-hmm. with um, with um, Stamets. Mm-hmm. And sending him, you know, into the place and everything. And, okay, so yeah, I know your life is in the thing, but look, uh, Greeny cannot get this ship. We're not going to let her get this ship. So you called only way her Greeny, Osira. <laughs> yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I, I wish did. you was talking about. My God, yeah. now we're using racial epithets. I'm sorry, no, y'all didn't not, hear no, this. Y'all did not, not hear this <laughs> sci-fi sister's okay. podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But she is. She's she's part she's of the green. Emerald Chain. <laughs> Emerald the Frog green. is really upset with yep. you right now. <laughs> Who? No, Kermy. Er, Kermy. It's not easy being green. And the whole girl. And, and she. 
and she proved that. But you know, I wasn't. It wasn't. I wasn't being racial. I was just I being. You know, just teasing you. <laughs> oh, okay. was, you know, emerald chain. Um, she couldn't get the ship, so Sorry. she. You know. She didn't want her to get, he didn't want, she didn't want it. So he had, she had to shoot him over to, you know, to the headquarters and everything. Right. And she made the hard decision. Right. She didn't know that, you know, they would get back or whatever, but she had to get him off that ship. And the Admiral said, told him she made the right decision. It was a hard one. It, I'm sure it was hard. You could tell it was hard from the look on her face that she really didn't want to do that. But that was the decision that she had to make. Just like Kurt. He has to make decisions, real hard decisions, and he makes them. And, yeah. you know, and his people follow him. They follow him. Because he, he's a leader. And you know what else they he's have in common? Leader. They, both, they both speechify. <laughs> they oh, yes. Speechify. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, gosh. Risk. Risk is our business. That's why we're aboard her. <laughs> it's what we're here yeah. for. Oh my god. They will kill you. Those those two will kill you with the speech. Be like, okay, oh, okay, god. whatever you want. Okay. I got it. I got it. Please I got just it. give it to them. talking. Okay. I already signed Let up. Have it. <laughs> But Kirk is always telling somebody about themselves and why they shouldn't be doing something. And, you know, I, I don't understand when, like, you know, people will throw that, you know, the word of a social justice word, or not even say it that way. They'll say SJW. So when did that become like a bad word? I mean, you know, social justice is something that's a wonderful thing. And now you're going to turn it into something else. and pejorative. Yeah, it's a pejorative on mm-hmm. on you know on on her. But when Kirk is like the biggest social justice warrior walking around, he's always mm-hmm. trying to tell everybody you need to have it this way. You know, okay, all the men need to come down and live on the planet down here with the women because that's the way things are supposed to be. Right. You know, he's going to tell you the people up in the clouds need to come and live down with the people right. on Earth because that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, and you know, he's always trying to tell you the way it's supposed to be. You know, like when you know, no, it's not not culture, no. But nobody calls him a social justice warrior right. when he is one of the biggest ones. Right, right. Yeah, Kirk has issues with um, accepting other people, uh, other people's choices to be as they want to be. <laughs> you know? yeah. The folks were fine with Landrew and the Red Hour. <laughs> nobody was upset with that. Kirk was like, oh, no, this is not the way this is supposed to be. <laughs> I'm going to no, tell you not how we, do, how we live. <laughs> Nobody break had a problem. It, break everybody was cool with purging out every, every once, you know, like, I think that's probably pretty healthy. Everybody just knock that shit out your system right now. <laughs> and we can yeah. go on living, you know, we'll be fine. Oh, the, the poor people that were on that planet with the, you know, with Vol, they were, they were okay. They were Vol. fine with Vol. They were fine with Vol. <laughs> they, no. were, they were like, they were completely happy in their existence. There was no reason for Kirk to impose his will. Well, they were kind of trapped. Vol had them trapped, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, there was that. It was that. There was that. The ship was in trouble, but. Yeah. <laughs> he like, totally destroyed the whole civilization. Like, yeah, not a problem. I'm, I'm, my ship is out. Are, are you good? You good? Oh, yeah. They always <laughs> left everybody in pieces. They're like, see ya. He left them in a- 
totally just, you know, they don't know what's going on, but not a problem. <laughs> Oh, I, oh my God! But but and we do. I love Jim Kirk. I love love Jim Kirk. You know I do. That's my boy. But um, that strength of character and that stubbornness and and just, they are really extremely influential personalities. People who follow them, and um, I think that it's really quite evident when you look at the Mirror episodes and mm-hmm. what went on in that one Mirror Mirror oh, of yes, Star Trek. Yeah. And then what went on in the Mirror Mirror in the second season? Because these two were really thrown in almost the exact same situation, except for yeah. some details, which I never really thought about so much until I thought we were going to do the show. But, mm-hmm. you know, Kirk ends up going back that he's in the Mirror Universe and he realizes this person that's his lover, she and he are now, you know, in cahoots and they're trying to take over everything and take over the ship and take over the universe. Mm-hmm. And Michael has the same the same revelation. She gets into the mirror universe and realizes that Lorca is not her captain or not her crewman. This is her lover. And now she's got to act like, oh yeah, I knew all this to be true to the rest of the people and get herself out of this somehow. I'm like, okay, you're both in the same mirror situation, basically. It, it, It was crazy. So, and you see these two totally influence the person that they are, you know, acting opposite. Mm-hmm. with the, their, their strength of character to change how these people view their own universe. And it's right. just amazing, I think. But that's what happened to Kirk. That's what happened to Burnham. I thought that was a, a great piece of writing that it actually took until we started um, talking about the show and thinking of before me to see the parallels there. Mm-hmm. You know, that what the writers did, like they really did go back to the original Mirror Universe in, in theme. In theme, for yes. this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is lovely, which is better than we can say for DS9. Ugh. You know, yeah. and, and their Mirror Universe episodes, you know. They went That's to a different mirror. <laughs> they, went uh-huh. mirror. they went to the alternate Mirror Universe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, after the Mirror Universe, I mean, I do love the Mirror Universe ones. I just kind of want to throw this question out there, which, um, you know, we've sort of addressed a little bit, but I want to address it explicitly, that um, if uh, Michael Burnham were not a Black woman, right, if this character was a man named Michael Burnham, do you think, or... And especially, and, and if not only if she was a man, but also if she was a white man. If she was a man or if she was a white man, do you think that people would be so critical of her actions? The same no. Would, no way. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you think that they would, if she was a black man instead, that they would be so critical of her actions? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, don't I really think, so. think that female is the is the third rail and black female hmm. is just lay your whole body on the third rail. Right. Yeah, you're you're electrocuted. Just you know, just give it up because you're dead. dead. You're dead. dead. You're dead. <laughs> I mean because you know the the stuff that Kate Mulgrew went through you know with Voyager is is pretty on par with Mm-hmm. With what, and she um, was a captain from the right. beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. She was a captain, and I don't know what it is. I said may- maybe that turnabout and true to lady is right. These people aren't ready. Mm. 
they are not ready and they say they are and you know oh and i think there's a lot of uh, like um like fan was saying it's a it's a loud minority because when this show came out when, when discovery came out and i understand that being on a streaming service is different from being on broadcast and so the numbers aren't comparative but this is one of the best reviewed shows of all the franchises mm-hmm. so when it came out you know people the, the critics were like wow this is really great and the, uh, you know people it, it made all this money for cbs all access and then just as the trolley kind of people did to star wars and that came out and decided that they were going to hate that after they had loved it for so long when a certain person became a stormtrooper mm-hmm. they came out of the woodwork a when kate mulgrew came out as the captain and they came out again when this one came out so like i said you know, you can be happy that you've got your, you know, white male captain. And, you know, instead of making it one half white and one half black, you can make it one half red and one half blue. And maybe <laughs> then you'll feel better. <laughs> you'll feel better. Right. But you know what? We've, we've kind of, like, messed in this whole thing. What's that? The influence they both had on Spock. Yes. Because remember, you know, he looked up to her. Mm-hmm. He, he, yes. he he had idolized her at one point, you know, and he, you know, and she gave him the advice of, uh, the character gave him the advice of reach for him. Reach, and I think, I'm pretty sure, some people say it was McCoy, but I'm pretty sure it was Kirk. Mm-mm, it was Kirk. Oh, she, definitely she was talking Kirk. Kirk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I she didn't know who he was, but yeah. Yeah, she didn't know who no. he was, but I'm no. pretty sure it was Kirk. And that's how him and Kirk, uh, the, I think the writers connect, connected it well. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that they both influenced him positively. You know, so then you know, there's that. You know, Spock well, is, uh, yeah. you know, her her brother, her little brother, her younger brother, and her and him and Kirk had a brother relationship as as well as a friendship. So. Let's not forget that part too. They mm-hmm. both had spark in common. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah that's a, that's a big one. It is a yeah. huge one, and not only did they like did they both have a huge impact on the man that Spock became to be, but they mm-hmm. were both saved by Spock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both, you know, yeah. many times, but yeah. <laughs> many times, yes, but like, it, yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah, 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 but uh, yeah, because he saved her when she was a little girl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and he saved he... her as an adult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when he saved her from um, the AI from. Uh, oh, yes. On the, the little nat, the, the nanobots. The nanites. The, the nanites. nanites. Mm-hmm. The nanobots. I tell uh-huh. you, I was just watching it the other day. If you just watch the Tholian web and that episode, it is like. Spock saving each one of them in the last second as the stuff is coming. I mean, I'm like screaming, Spock, come on, come on. I think Tholian I, I Web is one of my all-time favorites because, the, and that one too, that's really funny because there's a scene in that Tholian Web where they have to go and they believe Kirk is dead and they have to listen to the last orders. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... Before they listen to the orders, McCoy is yelling at Spock like he is saying, Jim wouldn't have done this. You, Jim wouldn't oh, have yeah. done this. You're not Jim. And I, and I said to myself, 
McCoy at this moment is every one of the vocal minority <laughs> screaming that you are not Jim Kirk, Michael Burnham. I said, right. So. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. He was, he was on a rant. I mean, he just would not stop. No, he just wasn't having. Well, the, I think, uh, I mean, they both also got to meet the guardian of forever. True. Which is really cool. They, they have a did. lot of, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a ton did. of fun things that they both did. They yeah, did. because they're both considered temporal menaces. That's why. Back <laughs> 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 and forth into time. Yeah. yeah. What, did, yeah. what did the yeah, Admiral remember? say to Michael when they got into the 32nd century? You know, <laughs> that's a crime. <laughs> that's a crime. <laughs> yeah. And on the problem with troubles, and he brought up Kirk's name, and they're like, oh, gosh. Remember not the, that the, guy. The Trump <laughs> uh, police officers? Like, yeah. Oh, not him. Not him. <laughs> well, they hadn't met Janeway yet either. That's right. <laughs> By that time. But she was doing everything. She was doing everything. You know, she was not trying to go back. And she was, time kept coming to her. Yeah. These two were going around the sun and trying to make it happen and going in <laughs> the suits. Come back around. around the sun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How can I make this? I'm gonna go find a time crystal. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but what, um, one of my favorite ones though. This is one of the last ones that I have where I just think that it's really kind of funny that they both did the same thing. But on the Enterprise incident where we were going at the at the beginning of the show. It, and Kirk is trying to get off of the Romulan ship, and he fakes his death, and they the death. The Romulan take him off the ship. Grip. I mean, the I said, yeah, the Vulcan death, death, death pinch. <laughs> death pinch. Death pinch, right. In, a, in another set of, instead of play acting by our favorite Love crew. that episode. <laughs> and then again, in the wolf inside, and Michael, you know, spaces Ash, faking his death to right. get the information off the ship. Yep. I just mm-hmm. said, now, there's some quick-thinking people there, <laughs> right? right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and Michael's not going to fake her older, but she's going to fake ass. Yeah, she definitely said, I'll fake ass. And it wasn't, it wasn't the dog, uh, it wasn't a death pinch, it was a death grip, because remember, he grabbed him by his face. He didn't do the, he didn't do the neck thing, oh. I mean, his shoulder thing. He grabbed him by his face and said it was a walking death grip. I it's thought that was things. just one of the funniest things. Oh. Yes, it was yeah. a broken death grip. Correct. Okay. It was. Okay. So why did Ron was not know that that was fake? But okay, I'm going to let right. you know. Okay, let me know. ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Do you think, um, that did Kirk ever beat Spock in 3D chess? And do you think Michael could? Oh, Michael beat, Michael said. Michael could beat. I Michael could Michael beat him, beat don't Spock. you think? Yeah, I don't think. Jim I think she beat her. I think she beat her Spock. I do. I think she did. Mm-hmm. I think they both. I think Jim I think always came competitive. close. I think he always came close to beating. Yeah, because he Spock. had to deal with a mature Spock by that yes, point. Yes, he did. Yeah. He had to deal with a mm-hmm. mature, very mature Spock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, But but Kirk had that kind of brain that he could sit there and hang with Spock at a right. 3D chess board. I-, I could see them coming at an impasse more than once, where yeah. no one, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, I would, uh, yeah, because Kirk is very intelligent. He thinks out of the box all the time. So, he cheats. you know. He does cheat, but that's, I, well, <laughs> sometimes. He does. Um, okay, I'm going to leave that, Bo. <laughs> sometimes, you know, if, 
Sometimes you gotta cheat. Sometimes you gotta cheat. Sometimes you gotta cheat. Sometimes you do have to cheat, if, especially if you're gonna be the cap. If you're gonna, I mean, anybody who's made it to the top and has got the flagship and is, you know, I don't know how old. I can't remember how old Kirk was when he was captain, but he was pretty young. He's young. Yeah. So like I mean, thirty-four. Yeah. Right. So I mean, there's no way you get there without, you know, fudging a few Cheating things. Cheating a little bit. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> kirking it up. The boys kirking it kirking up. It up. <laughs> hey, we love, we love Captain Kirk. I do. I, I enjoy say. Captain Kirk a lot. I did not. Uh, I just thought, fell in love with him this summer. Was it this summer or this winter? This summer. this summer. We don't know what. We don't know. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's still <laughs> pandemic time. Know. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah, we don't, we don't know what season it is. I don't know the season. It's supposed we to be spring. Know. I got a blanket I on. Spring. Spring now, something. I don't know. It's snowing. Snowing like an hour away from me. I don't know. <laughs> Well, just just so you know, like I think all Star Trek series probably go through this with the fans. I don't know. We have some of the most we have some of the most heartless fans ever because I'm gonna read you a quick quote on another show. And I just want you to guess which show they're talking about in this quote. Longtime fans hated the show by saying it's a soulless grab and it isn't really Star Trek. And the show they were talking about was the next generation. Of course. I was going to guess. I was yeah, going to guess next TNG. gen. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. don't worry, Discovery fans. This will all blow over. These people will finally, you know, 10 years from now, like they said about Deep Space Nine and Voyager, which just broke a record. <laughs> They'll be coming around telling, talking about how they were there from day one. We'll be like, no, you weren't. No. no. Well, nah, you know, nah. and not only that, do not only do you not have to worry because this is how it goes with every new Star Trek show. But you also don't have to worry because the sci-fi sisters are here for you. You know, we're here for you, you know, and and we're not going to let those loud minority uh, obscure our voices or our point of view or the truth. We're giving you the facts, (laughs) Jack, just the facts, Jack. Just the facts, Jack. I think it's been a great um, discussion on Michael Burnham kirking it up. And um, if people want to get into this discussion and have any points they want to raise with us, how can they reach us, Yvette? Well, you can reach us by, um, you can find us on SciFiSisters.com. That's S-Y-F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S.com. Or you can join us on the mothership. And that's M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P and the Sci-Fi Sisters Book Club, both on Facebook. And you can find us on Instagram, sci-fi.sisters, and also on Twitter, at Sci-Fi Sisters. All right. And we want to give a big, huge shout out and thank you to the most phenomenal uh, engineer in the world. That's Dose the Anonymous. Woo-hoo. Dose the Anonymous. Who is he? He's Dose, baby. Dose the Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> dose, dose, dose. <laughs> he's responsible for all the music you hear on our show, as well as he's the most phenomenal engineer. And he can be reached at Dose the Anonymous at gmail.com. D O S T H E A N O. N-Y-M-O-U-S at gmail.com. So thank you, sisters. I think it's been a fun discussion. Yep. Yeah. I always want to talk about Michael. And connect the dots. That's right. (laughs) Connect the dots. 
Admit to, and then give a little shout out to the writers because uh, of of discovery mm-hmm. because brilliant, uh, I, brilliant. Yeah, got a they little are. bit more respect for them coming yeah. down the way. They are so great. Thanks, everybody. It's been great. We'll see you uh, in a couple of weeks. See you on the next show. Peace, love, uh-huh. and hair grease. <laughs> <laughs>